so, as the session begins, um, Zephyros' tower is just settling down. You saw it in the distance that we ended our last session, and so as our session begins, his tower is just settling down, and uh, Zephyros himself is just descending uh, the stairs, um, looking down with a beatific smile at the party, and of course at Harshnag, who has his arms folded. Um, and before I give it over to the party, I will just say that when Harshnag sees Zephyros, he kind of shakes his head and says, That thing is somehow still flying. Amazing! And he starts chuckling, and he walks over um, to Zephyros, and they give each other uh, giantly pats on the back. Um, and he says, um, Well, so you haven't crashed your machine yet, old fool, I see. And Zephyros says, Ha 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 you've always doubted me, Arshnag, but you should know better than that. This thing is capable of flying all the way to the moons around uh, Ethril if we were ever to go that far. However, I in the moment have just been content to do some map making. Cartography is a fascinating subject, don't you think? I think that, and then he sort of sees over the, uh, Harshnag's shoulder all the four of you standing there. And he says, oh! But my friends, my friends, and he walks over and he says, how are all of you? And he goes over, he claps you on the shoulder, Urash nearly knocking you over, you know, to the ground. Um, and he's just like, <laughs> ah, my strong friend. He says, and of course, the diminutive in stature, but not in intelligence, Selsigmar. And he reaches down his finger to gently be shook, presumably. Yeah, I reach out and shake it. Nice to meet you again, Zephy. He says, um, well, you're looking fine. It appears that you've been a little weathered, but um, and he turns and he says, I would have thought Greta had been able to keep all of you out of danger. How have you been doing, my dear? And he gives you a big beaming smile. I have been fine. Why would you think that your tower could fall down? He says, oh, it's silly. Just regarding a magic theory that, uh, well, it's never really been proven. And Harshnag uh, whispers to you, Chai, never, uh, sorry, wishes to you, River, and says, never been proven except the last three that did. Um, and um, so, but you don't hear that. Only Chai hears that. Why do you keep saying Chai? No, I, I'm, I'm completely not nervous about flying things at all. <laughs> He says, it will be fine. Last time we had a perfectly uneventful journey, except for that little business with the attack on the tower and several things, but that was fine. It was, it all worked out in the end. But, and then Wingdings. he turned, then the last thing he looks at, he says, but I do not remember a dragonborn. This is a new companion on your journey. And he comes over and he bows low. He has this long white beard river and he uh, bows low and says, um, I am Zephyros. And it is my honor to be greeting one of the great race of the Dragonborn. Um, who exactly are you? Oh, hi, I'm River. It's nice to meet you. And she shakes his beard. <laughs> and he's kind of like, so he's like, oh, and, and Harshnag, Harshnag kind of like raises an eyebrow. And um, Zephyr says, yes, yes, quite so. Straightens up, kind of smooths out his beard. And he says, um, quite so. Well, here we all are then. And. You've summoned me, I gather, for a reason. I was just in the midst of some fascinating work on the topography of the uh, Nether Mountain over to the left. Really, um, over to the right, I mean. One of the astonishing places that I've found. Um, really delightful, but I assume that you called me for some other reason. Where, what is needed of me? We need your help. We need to get to a place and we need to get there go there pretty quickly apparently and um 
yeah, we're still hunting for the Ring of Winter. And um, we now need to go to the, what was it called? The Eye of the, yes. the Oracle of the, the place. The Eye oh, of the Oracle. The Eye of the Allfather, I knew that. And when he, <laughs> when he hears that phrase, Eye of the Allfather, his face sort of immediately gets serious. and The Eye of the Allfather. And he sort of looks at Harshnag and he says, I've not heard that name for some time. Is it that serious then? And Harshnag nods and says, I'm afraid so, old friend. I think the only way we can gather the information we need is if we go there. You know it is the proper place. And Zephyro says, yes, but it's dangerous. It has been some time since any who are not giant kind are within it. We have no idea what is in that place now. I have only seen it once. And Harshnag says, one fewer time than me. But I did see it with you once, Zephyros, you may remember. We survived it. And Zephyros looks troubled and he says, we survived it. But the little people, and he kind of shakes his head, and Harshnag says, Oh, I don't understand that. <laughs> and Harshnag sort of, Harshnag says, um, You know, there is no other choice now. These are the people that came to find me, and they told me that they knew you. That indicates that these are part of our fate, the tapestry we've weaved together, is it not so? And Zephyros shrugs and says, Perhaps, but it is a strange fate to take the human mortal races here, the small ones, to the temple. And he says... Literally no humans. Yeah, no humans. Uh, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> it's, it's okay. We, we're getting used to it. I said the mortal race. <laughs> no, he said the human races. Like, humanoid. Humanoid. Dragon <laughs> Like, no, no, we're not human. No, we're fine. I think humanoid is kind of racist still. Yeah. 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 We so so humanish would be better. I'll resent right? that. Humanish yeah. would be better. <laughs> no, why? Why does this like human, <laughs> human? Human is not the standard here. Okay. There's like there's no human in this room, and we don't even have a room. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with the typical default: a white middle-aged male American. Why? Why is that not actually the default? There are literally more ponies here than humans. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually very true. Um, yeah, they're bipedals. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the, hu the ponies are not bipedal. No. They they look down what? at uh, no no not the ponies are bipedal. <laughs> you are bipedal. <laughs> Oh, the man. smaller races. There you go. The smaller races. Yeah, he. You the notice that um, as you mentioned this, you can see that both of them sort of acknowledge, but don't really. You get the impression that they're kind of used to just sort of shorthanding it this way. Um, and um, you're quite right, of course, but they seem to be used to shorthanding it in the way that was just mentioned. And they say, well, um, in any case, um, non-giants, let us put it this way. <laughs> and uh, he says, very well, if we are going to go to this place. Um, why exactly must they go there now? And uh, Harshnag sort of looks around and says, you can see for yourself what they're going through. These villages under attack. I myself had to not intervene, assist slightly when this group was under attack uh, by giants not a day and a half ago. Um, you know that their people and even our people have grown far more aggressive. And Zephyros nods. 
why would anything at the eye of the All Father kill us? And Zephyro says, well, he looks a little uncomfortable. He says, yeah. for that, we probably should be on board first and actually start heading no. that way, shall we? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. We, you know, like, when I go to a place that might possibly kill me, I would like to know in advance, like, how and maybe even why. And There's always something trying to kill us. It's fine. Yeah. We'd never go like anywhere. A, it's like to make an informed decision. So, we do um, it anyway. Ze I'm the one who tells us we shouldn't go in there, and you're like, but we must. <laughs> so it, it's the, no, you know, usually places don't kill us. I just want to know what's up this time. So, uh, Zephyros looks around, and um, Harshnag kind of nods to him, and Zephyros sighs and says, Well, very well. The Eye of the Allfather was a temple mostly underground and it was built by the giants tens of thousands of years ago. It is probably the most ancient place in all of Faerun, at least the most ancient place known to the giants. The giant lords of Astoria came there for divine wisdom and also for refuge, and there are few of us now who know anything about it. Everything in that dungeon was built to our scale, not the scale of the smaller races, non-giants. You can see he's like, like running off in his head, like get the words right, you know. Um, the smaller races, non-giants. And he says, beyond that, there were many traps, deadly ones even by giant standards, that were placed in to prevent anyone from the outside who was not worthy of entering it from going inside. It was designed to be a place that only the most powerful could seek wisdom. That means that it is dangerous. Dangerous slightly for Harshnag and me, certainly dangerous for all of you. And so he says this, and then Harshnag says, however, it was not ever designed to deliberately attack or kill. It was designed for those who were not worthy. You have proven by your very presence here, Greta, your worthiness. I believe you will survive the challenges of this place just as others have before you. Which is great for Greta, but what about us three? Yeah, we'll probably be fine. <laughs> he says, um, and he says, You mistake me, friend Selsig. I know well enough the worth of each of you, except, of course, for the Dragonborn, and there both her heritage and her bearing recommend her. And he kind of bows to you a little bit, River. And um, he says... So I believe that all of you will be capable of surviving this. In fact, I don't believe that Harshnag would have recommended this if that were not the case. Harshnag was ever cautious in heart, though brave with his weapons. And you see Harshnag kind of muttering to himself like, oh, all right. anyway, you know, like not wanting to deal with, you know, compliments to Harshnag. And um, he says, more to the point, I don't know that we have much chance otherwise. Let us say that I went by myself and wandered into the temple, which was indeed my thought originally. If I went in there and I were somehow destroyed or killed, what then? Then the wisdom of the ages is lost, and then the giant's madness continues, and either they will destroy the Sword Coast, or you will be forced to destroy them. Either way, it is an incomparable loss of cultures, of societies, of creatures that are innocent and deserve to live side by side in peace. For that, I would take any risk and pay any potential price. But it is clear to me that I cannot do it alone. 
I am but one giant, and if many of the rest of them are at each other's throats, it will take more than one giant, indeed, more than giants at all, to solve the problems. For all of you, and all the races you represent, are drawn into this as surely as we are who have caused it. Could you take ponies into your tower? <clears throat> and they, he sort of, they look at each other, Harshneg and Zephyros, and then Harshneg says, I suppose, I hope your pony is agile and capable of dodging things. And house trained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they've gotten over separation anxiety. That's very difficult. To, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, the pony's over that. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, Greta is not over her separation anxiety. That's 100% true. <laughs> uh, the oh, pony God. will cope. Um... And yeah, the giant is curious why you want to bring a snack along. <laughs> <laughs> why? I mean, see, why do people always want to eat a pony? This is like not normal. In my other <laughs> campaign, I think I told you, Pyron, one of my other players in the, my Middle Earth campaign has a pony that when we she drew and I made a token for her. And when she's like, why did you make a token for him? Why does he have a token? Why is he on the map? Why is he physical? Why does he have a token? Like, because she was so upset. I'm like, no reason. Let me just put the token over here. She's like, he's not on the tactical map. Why is he on the tactical map? Why is he like, it was really, really funny. And at one point he vanished and her separation anxiety from losing her pony Lilimon was very, yeah. So, you killed her pony? No, I didn't kill her pony. Her pony was the hero. Her pony saved the day, in fact. You just said from losing her pony. Because he went away. He left for a little while. Yeah, that's what they tell about goldfishing. No. <laughs> she is on he you. He went away and said, look to my community. <laughs> <laughs> to a lovely farm. Oh, my God. Not in any way is what's going to happen to him like what he happened left. to Boxer when he was in. He not at all. <laughs> an animal farm. Anyway. Um, so, uh, but they look down at you and um, Zephyro says... Well, is it convincing enough that you'll take another risk with the two of us, old and foolish as we might be? And he kind of elbows uh, Harshnag in the ribs. And Harshnag, now, you know, when a giant elbows another giant in the ribs, it, you know, it's kind of impressive looking. Um, but Harshnag just seems to kind of take it in stride. Um, so. Well, well then. I'm cursed already, so what? How this can't get much worse again. Yay for positive attitude. So, and Zephyros kind of looks up when he when you say the word cursed. He doesn't say anything, but he takes note of it. Sorry, Greta. I look at the others, so I guess we're still on our journey. This time to an ancient dungeon of the giants. Well, it's not going to save itself. Nope, apparently uh, so not. Otherwise, what is a dungeon? Um, oh. it's like an underground place with a lot of rooms. Oh, okay. So like an inn. They have food, right? There can you be inns. Not want to eat any food you find in a dungeon. It might have been there a while. They have things you could eat. And I, I nudge, I nudge Celsing. I'm like, this, this could be really useful. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's more like a very important cellar. Okay, so we don't eat. Should... It's where you put the food you want to keep really safe. Oh. Yes, uh, we, oh. we should we should take food with us just in case. 
Okay. Yeah, because there's usually a lot of locks between us and the food. Like I say, really yeah. safe. And there may <laughs> even be people guarding the food, but mm. we'll just need to we'll, we'll need to deal with that when it comes. Oh, I don't think in the there, there should not be any people in there, right? Um, and they sort of Zephyros and Harshnag look at each other, and they're like, um, uh, "Well, we, I, and Harshnag says, well, when you say people, <laughs> you're being so generalist when you say that. How dare you? Uh, you know. Well, we're not allowed to say human like, so Zephyros is like, how many, how how many legs does a chimera have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, but you could tell that that it's it's less that they're trying to keep something from you, and more like it seems they're sort of like uh, because they haven't been there obviously for many a long time, obviously. So, okay, I mean, there could be only two types of person people entering the dungeon: like the worthy ones, who should maybe not be a problem for us, and the unworthy ones, who should all be dead, right? And Zephyro says, "That's the yes. spirit. See, this is the kind of optimism that I remember from Greta." And uh, Arshneg says. Yes, yes, um, in, indeed. Okay, let's get the pony into the flying tower. <laughs> by, and by the way, uh, Sweet Roll is staring up at the tower with, like, just kind of, like, he's just been frozen in place looking up at this giant's tower and the giant's. Sweet Roll. Yes. But this yeah. takes the biscuit. Yep. What's <laughs> up, Cora? I get I, I get advantage on strength carry checks, so I can carry Sweet Roll if he's in the range. <laughs> Could you just not touch my pony for a moment? Um, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm just going out there. Yeah, just, okay? Thank you. Lifting is kind of my thing. All right. I, I, I appreciate your support. Okay. Lifting, I look at Sweet Roll. Throwing things the... more than me and looks at Celtic. It's kind of my deal. So if you need me to do it, I'm, I'm open. Yeah. I give Sweet Roll a very stern look. You flew with a dragon. You can manage a magical tower. Get in there. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Roll for persuasion. <laughs> Is it more like persuasion by now, or anim still animal handling? I don't know. Uh, it would be well, animal see, handling. Yeah. If you're talking about with him, it would be animal handling. I suppose it depends how much of an equal you're treating him as. Yeah, that's true. If you right, if you don't <laughs> want to be when, specious, I mean, listen. When did, then, when did Sweet Roll become a he? Wasn't wasn't Sweet Roll oh, a she? I don't know. I think you should be impressed that I remembered her sweet roll's name. I think that's the you know. Um, yeah, it's a name I can pronounce. I'm really happy. <laughs> but I don't remember if it was a he or a she. I'm not even sure if you specified. Did you specify that it was a she? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure Greta never looked it up. Okay, so well now you have to. I guess now's a good time as ever. So is sweet roll no, a he or a she? Sweet roll now tower. Okay. It seems like invading her privacy. I'm not. Okay. Um, I just I lift the tail up. I'm like, it's a horse. <laughs> no, it's a pony. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, it's a small horse. <laughs> and it says, is so so Zephyros looks down and says, it's a pony. It's a it's it's a little pony. I've often thought about little ponies. Like for example, Hushnag, do you remember my little pony? And there's a pause, and he says. It was that one that I had, and then they go into some other conversation. There's just a pause where My Little Pony just echoes a bit and then dies out. So, do do you all feel like the magic of friendship suddenly? It's 
I'm getting a real serious friendship vibe right now. Yeah. So <laughs> still, I, I would like now try to convince Sweet Roll to get onto the magical tower with the big wizard's head. Okay. She flew with a dragon. She should be fine. <laughs> Um, okay, so she, uh, yeah, I, she seems to kind of, like, I think more of it is that there's the tower, and then there's, um, sort of, like, hesitantly kind of takes a few steps towards the tower. It's that, plus the giants, plus the, you know, this is, like, a lot of things at once. But Sweet Roll is nothing if not, uh, loyal, and so as you sort of coax her along, uh, she moves towards the tower very gradually, um, and with a little bit of coaxing, you manage to get Sweet Roll up the stairs. Um, the stairs, by the way, curve around the outside of it. And in fact, I don't even know if I still have the picture of this. <laughs> I hope uh, you do. I really do. I, I really hope I do too, actually. Um, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the, um, picture that I have of, um, of the tower, of his tower. Yep. I've got one right here. I'll pop it in chat for you. Oh, lovely. That'll be great. And also a picture of I sent it to uh, a child a while ago in chat just for just for reference. Uh, okay, good. There's Greta once asked, "Why does the tower have a hat?" And I replied, yeah. "So you know, it's magical." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally, to put, I sent a child message, and I was like, "This is the tower that we're on, just for reference." And I point brackets, "Yes, that's a hat." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. There we go. This is, I just put it up on the stream, and you can see that that is literally what it looks like. It's not even not even a joke. That's literally. Do griffins eat ponies? Uh, sometimes, but not if they're trained, mm. presumably. Why does life have me. to be so difficult? They didn't eat me. Um, that's true. Good point. That's true. Good they point. didn't, and. When you go up, of course, um, you do not see the sadly departed. I believe it was Wingding um, who did not yes, make it. Yes, I'm. I'm still wearing. I've uh, asked for and wore one of Wingding's smaller feathers in my in my braid. I'm right. still wearing that. That's right. Um, but you still see um, Beaky and Claws and Squawker. Um, Beaky and Claws are very very happy to see um, all of you. They all kind of nuzzle up. A few of them knock you over, Selsig which happens quite a bit around the griffins. Um, River, of course, they have never met you. They kind of sniff you curiously, these three griffins that are at the top of the, uh, the sort of top of this in their eerie. Um, and this is an incredibly amazing tower um, that is just sort of beautifully white stone. There are these multiple levels that are not easy to go up and down. Um, and you can see that actually uh, there are now some cushions that have been placed at the foot of each of the ladder of the sort of the holes leading down from level to level. Um, and uh, as Ephros goes in, he says, um, oh, it was just a precaution, just a precaution. I thought I might be transporting you again. And well, I just, um, and he kind of looks at Selsig and Urash and then says, just in case I thought anyway. Um, and he kind of <laughs> continues to make his way up. So he's got- You might want to put a mattress just in the middle of the big drop. Right, Urash? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, and they are, uh, and then you are off on your way. When the, um, tower first takes off, um, and we will make a little freehand note here. So, uh, you all take off from here, and, no, let me do it a different color so I don't get confused. Uh, let's go with that one. Get rid of that. Okay. Uh, when the, uh, they take off from here, um, for a while the tower sort of follows along this river path, 
um, into the Nether Mountains. And as uh, you get to the Nether Mountains, you can see um, Zephyros starts shouting out, like the wind blowing his beard, flapping behind him. Um, he's shouting out sort of different like features down below. He's like, and and right down there, Selsig, you can find the. And all you hear is mostly whoosh, like with an occasional like. You can find the three of the, they call them the three sisters and that like, and so he's like yelling all these like notes about things. Um, and just like the wind makes half of what he says, not audible, but presumably you smile and try to, <laughs> to nod as best you can. Um, and he goes along off this and, uh, and they go very, very quickly, actually. Um, in fact, the ship makes this journey probably in only about four to five hours. And as um, you get past to the north of Mithril Hall, you see that you are heading. It's getting very cold, the air now. And you are heading literally into um, the spine of the world. Now, um, I believe you were so you were in Bryn Chander, which is on the sort of western edge of that. Um, but that still was in an area where it was relatively, it was right at the foothills of the mountains, and then you went down into Luskin and Miramar. Um, but as you're going, he's going even further north than this. And so as he heads over here, um, you notice that you are in mountains that probably few of uh, any um, race, uh, few of any group, whether it be dwarf or halfling or half-orc, dragonborn, uh, you know, have seen this at all. Um, and uh, you don't know how many giants have, but certainly it would not be easy. And it strikes you as you're looking down over it that the land below looks so inhospitable that the idea that anyone could even have survived the journey seems difficult to you without magical means. I mean, like, there doesn't even look like an easy path down below. There's just a ton of blowing snow and just, you know, like, it's, it's, when it does clear every so often, you see these sheer drops off the side of the mountain, these ice ledges, um, these places that look like very beautiful, but very stark and angular and, of course, all very dangerous looking. A couple of times you go past these, uh, these creatures looking up at you that look like these huge furry things um and zephyros points them out as he goes and says ah yes the abominable snowmen some call them or yetis other call them we just call them friends for the most part they are as long as you feed them some food and don't expect too much they are quite enjoyable actually as company on occasion Although they really are not good when they're hungry. Very important to make sure that they've been well fed. But then that calls for all of us, doesn't it? <laughs> and uh, as he says this, you can actually see that he swooped in large and um, low enough that the Yeti um, are holding what looks like two animals of some kind. You can't tell if it's like mountain goats or whatever. And they're basically like two fisting eating pieces off of these like goats. And you're like, uh, they don't look cooked. And you're kind of like, uh... And um, so he kind of waves down to them and, hello, hello. And they all back, like, you don't know whether they're yelling or like, we're going to kill you or, um, and Harshnag kind of leaning over looks down and says, yes, quite friendly, I assume. Um, and as, uh, as Zephyros is getting close, he uh, points out over the window. He says, there, you can see it in the blowing snow. And as you look, you can actually see that there is one um, sort of point uh, mountain which seems to be taller than the rest. And at the foot of it, you can actually see there is what looks like a large, a, a wide, I should say, um, pat ledge that is basically leading from the edge of the mountain. Um, and again, it looks very like 
covered in ice and snow, wind blowing um, in all directions. Um, and as the tower gets closer, it's buffeted a little bit by the wind, but for the most part, presumably the magic um, that Zephyros has on this manages to keep it fairly level. Um, and uh, Harshnag, you can see, is kind of getting himself laced up and ready to go as if um, you're coming to the end. And Zephyros says, um, I wish, my friends, that we had time to go to our breakfast nook. Perhaps the next time we will make it happen. I have found oh. some wonderful ingredients for omelets of late. Mm. <clears throat> um, I just, I just make very appreciative noises. <laughs> River, you'll like the breakfast nook. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> he says, but unfortunately, that is not for us today. In fact, it is too cold here for any real breakfast to be had. I suppose frozen foods are a possibility. Did you know, Harshnag, that one can preserve food for later use? I think it could be very valuable. Um, I don't know really the definition of what these things would be, but there's such a thing as reheating. Did you know this? And they start chatting with each other, and um, Harshnag is kind of like nodding every so often, looking over at you and kind of winking. Um, and then Zephyros turns back to his work, and the tower sort of settles in, and gradually begins to lower. Um, and as it gets closer to the ledge itself, the wind becomes that much stronger and begins to buffet the tower back and forth. Um, and uh, Zephyros shakes his head and says, yelling over the wind, I was afraid of this. There are some things which prevent us from coming too close, at least things with magical capabilities like what this is. I don't know if I can get you right any closer than this. In fact, I'm not even 100% sure if I'll be able to even touch down in this weather. And Harshnag says, Why don't you put us back at the other side of the passageway leading here? I will guide them over. And so Zephyros uh, nods and fly, sort of backs the ship up. And as he backs the ship up, sure enough, the wind almost rather suddenly dies down as he gets farther away from the actual temple. And eventually he sort of settles it down um, and it touches into the snow. There's a puff of snow as the tower hits the ground. And you are now standing on a passageway looking up at this thing. Now, um, I'm going to see if I can get a picture of this for all of you because it is pretty cool looking. Um, there we go. Lovely. Let me view the image. Uh, okay. Good. All right. I'm going to put this up on uh, stream here in just a second. So we will get rid of Zephyros' tower for now. I'm excited whenever we go anywhere north, just in case it's near my homeland. Yeah. And this actually, I forgot if you were more to the east or to the west. Um, or um, I can't remember. Where is the, is it the Sea of Frozen Tears? Uh, Just south of the Sea of Frozen Tears. Okay, so if it's that way, then it would be a little bit over to the west from where you are. Okay. So it's a little bit farther over. But still, I mean, you remember some of these things for certain mm. um, of your youth. And you can now yeah. see what it is that... Oops, sorry. Messed up the map. You can now see what you're looking at on stream. Uh, this is the uh, area leading in, and that's pretty much to scale. You can see where you are, where those two figures are, and then you can see the temple. It's this thing which looks almost kind of hewn out of the living rock. It's a 40-foot wide, naturally formed stone causeway, and there are sheer cliffs which are plunging hundreds of feet on both sides of the route. 
um, the causeway itself is covered with a ton of snow kind of leading up to it. And there's a very faint bluish light that's kind of emanating from inside there. The other thing that you notice, all of you, even without having to make a perception check, is that there are fresh tracks heading towards the mountainside. And Zephyros points them out immediately, and Harshnag looks, and his eyes narrow. And um, he says, I do not like the look of that. Without looking at them, do we know what they are, or do you want me to make some sort of check? You would need to get closer if you wanted to see what they were. Um, and yeah, you're close to them, but I mean, yeah, you need to go up and up, actually check them out. Okay, I will, I will go up to them. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a... If you have survival, I will take that. If not, wisdom will do. Uh, I do have survival. I'm not very good, but I have survival. Nope, it was terrible. <laughs> You're like, these are like, tracks. This is snow. <laughs> there are people. There are, there are like, creatures in tracks. There's for sure. I, I followed. Okay, do you want to take a look also, River? Yeah, apparently. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make the same thing, then. A survival check or wisdom if you don't have that. Yeah, that was that was my survival roll right there. Oh my 20. gosh, I just saw it. Um, wow. <laughs> so you're like, I've seen this before. I'm just, I'm just like, this is snow. She's like, no, this is clearly a six foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> from the from the three inch tread, I can see that the yeah. yeah. Um, limp? <laughs> so you actually notice that there's a set of tracks, and there's several different ones. The first is that you notice that there are tracks of what looks like seven or eight humans if you had to guess um at least human-sized boots anyway um that are heading towards the mountain and as you just heard me say as you heard them say multiple times like this is not something that humans even know about to go to you know half the time you also notice something odd which is you see um so you saw those set and then basically behind that set of tracks there is another set of tracks which is again human and what looks like the large tracks of a wolf walking along right next to the human. Okay. I look to Urash, who's apparently standing next to me because I just saddled up behind him. It's a bunch of people and a dog, but a really big dog. So I don't know. Look, look at the, look, see, there, there's shoes that people wear. And then there's the, the pus, pus. I, I try I try and follow it and I'm just like it's snow I don't know well could you just could you just, we we should tell the people that there are more people yeah I'll, I'll turn I'll turn around and say I think we have company so the tr the tracks are leaving towards the temple yes where do they come from so the um the it looks like there's been a bunch of basically fresh snow. And so um, the snow kind of slopes down. And probably because, remember, I mentioned that there's more wind closer to the temple. So there's less snow up there. So as you get closer, you can see that the snow seems to be lower and the tracks are more visible. Where you are is where you first begin to see just the faintest traces of them. But the snow, which has not been blown away here, is sitting on top of the tracks, which is all a sort of highfalutin way of saying that you don't know. You only know that the tracks start not, you know, I don't know, maybe 75 to 100 feet from where the tower landed and then possess from there. They obviously came from somewhere, but you don't know where because they're all they're all uh, obscured behind you. I'm. 
my friends, I'm a little bit concerned here. We had these people who went into the magical forest and um, messed up the library there. But we went more or less directly from there to meeting Harshneck and then we flew here. So, unless they also have some kind of magical way of transporta transportation, they cannot be here yet. Well, we don't know how long it had been since they visited the forest. We don't know how far ahead of us they were, but yeah, <laughs> that's quite a large distance. How far like, behind these people are we? Yeah, but we're, we're like in the middle of nowhere. And they were apparently walking. walking and having a dog. I mean, no no horses to carry their stuff or woolly mammoth or whatever you move. No, no, no. It was a really big dog. Okay, okay. You can, you can put a lot of stuff on a really big dog, maybe. <laughs> but it's still not... I mean, if you're walking up here... Well, maybe they had a floaty tower, too, and they just landed behind us. Maybe they've got access to our teleport network. There might be a teleport around here. Sefi, are there more flying towers like these? And he says, Why, certainly. I'd like to think that mine is perhaps the most useful and certainly, of course, the most attractive. And he smiles up at the hat at the top of it. He says, but certainly there are others that exist, although not many. I certainly would have seen them myself while flying around. The dragons eliminated many of those years ago when we had all that trouble with them. Are they usually being flown by giants? He would have a hard time flying them any other way. I suppose it's possible that the smaller races might use, other, use them too, but there's really no reason. Some of them can teleport or transport in other ways. Okay, because we found tracks outside and like, I cannot imagine people walking up here. I mean, we're like far away from everywhere and these mountains are not really made for walking. He says, well, these boots might be made for walking and that's just what they'll do. Sometimes, I'm sorry, I just kind of wish that I, I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, <laughs> thank you, I'll be here all week. Um, he, um, he says... I know that there have been in the past some of the smaller races who have been somehow connected to the natural world as the giants were, and they have sometimes been at odds with each other. But those rivalries are ancient, and I didn't think they extended to a place like this. Perhaps, well, and he kind of looks at Harshnag, and Harshnag looks troubled, and uh, Harshnag says, I am just as concerned as you, Greta. There should be no humans up here. The fact that any of the smaller races have made their way to this temple is deeply troubling. I do not think we should spend more time in discussion. We must find out what's going on inside. Will you come inside with us? Harshnag says, I am with you, my friends. But Zephyros, I think, will have to stay out here with this tower, especially if there are more of these tracks to be found. And should we take... Okay. How, how big is the temple? Should we take a pony? Um, he says, the temple is considerable in size. You could bring in Sweet Roll if you wish, but I would be nervous about Sweet Roll making the trip over this passageway, over this ledge. Catch! <laughs> you can see Sweet Roll is already uncertain. You see Sweet Roll, like, jumps into the snow behind you. <laughs> yeah. Sephiroth, if it's okay with you, I would leave Sweet Roll with you. And Zephyros says, 
Certainly. I'll simply place him on the top floor with the griffins. And Sweet Roll, like, kind of looks over at you as if understanding, like, what's just been asked. Um, you think they will get along? I'm sure it would be fine. Why, they look at him so happily every time he's nearby. You could tell they're almost sniffing him as if they're interested. In, and Harshnag says, perhaps you might want to keep the pony on a lower floor. Zephyros. <laughs> and Zephyros says, oh, well, all right, if you think so. Yeah, yeah. I think Harshnag has a really good understanding of ponies. <laughs> and he nods. Certainly, I'll keep them separated. That said, though, if you need help, Beaky and Claws and Squawker will be here, although they won't have a hard, easy time getting through that wind. So I will try to make sure that we stay positioned here if need be, in case you have to make a hasty exit. Okay. Wouldn't be our Sounds first good. time. <laughs> okay, let's gear up, people. 